0: financial partnership is a sacrifice. It's costly. It's what you are devoted to doing. The quality of what you give is not in the volume of what you give. It's in the volume of what is left behind. A generous soul always controls things. A generous soul always in charge of things. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Alright, now um. Still on dominion series and how we're going to actually see to the activation of that laws or the principles, activations of the dominion, all right, in our life. That is the principles that activate our reigning on the earth. And now, you remember I started with faith dimensions. And then from there, we move to dominion intelligence. And then from there, we move to the God's heartbeat, that is, the soul winning. And then from there, we move into what I call devoted kingdom generosity, which is partnership. God does not place anyone on earth in a position of dominion without being a partner with him. If you check throughout the scriptures, God walk in conjunction with men to do wonders on the earth. He spends, he saves, he speaks, he makes, he walks, he leads, he rules, he reigns. And does everything that you would like to do on the earth through and with us as men who have come into partnership with him. God even couldn't come here without partnership with Mary. He couldn't come here without, he couldn't start the nation of Israel without partnership with Abraham. He couldn't deliver the Israelites from Egypt and take them into the promised land without partnership with, with, with Moses and then Joshua. You see that? So all that you see in the scripture is all about partnership. It's all about partnership. Now, I spoke extensively on this last Sunday, and then I want you to get the message. It's very important. Now, because of the sensitivity of what I want to discuss with you today, all right, which is the, you know, the extension, um, the part two of what I shared last Sunday, um, it's very important that we should know that there are people... Or there are a group of people in the scripture that, you know, were partners. They were partners with God. They were partners with his work on the earth. All right? He called a man, empowered him, and then sent him out to carry out his assignment on the earth. And now God is always having agenda, working agenda on the earth, functioning agenda on the earth. You see, all throughout the scriptures we knew that his partnership with Abraham was going to produce Jesus... You know, through which all the families of the earth will be so blessed, which was the covenant and the promise that was made to Abraham. You see that? So currently, right now, God is actually still working on the earth, partnering with men, and men partnering with his vision, all right, to expand the kingdom of God and to propagate the gospel of God on the earth, the gospel of Christ. Glory to Jesus. So God has called us to partnership. God has called us to partnership. And God, you know, didn't just call us to partnership. He wants us to be devoted, all right, to generosity, to kingdom generosity, which is a major part of our responsibility as partners. Now, it's difficult for anyone who will not be generous to be in charge, to be in dominion, all right? Like last Sunday, I was saying, now that that devotion means loving and being loyal. It means to be loving and to be loyal. And then I explain what it means to be loving, that devotion, that devoted kingdom generosity. I don't just want us to be generous. I want us to be devoted to it. Alright? And that's what the partnership is all about. Everyone that God has called to partner with, and I told Abraham, you know, is his friends. He said he would teach his children's children. That's partnership. He has taken him, you know, from just, you know, being a child of God, alright, to being a friend of God. He said, will I hide anything from Abraham? Alright? And then thanks be unto God because Jesus also called us his friends. He said, you see, he said, you know, greater love Ask no man than this, that he lay his life for his friends. Glory to God. All right? He says, see, I call you friends. All right? So we grow in the things of the Spirit, in our walk with God, in our intimacy with God, until God begins to reveal certain secrets. He begins to reveal things that he has plans to do in the future for us. Or unto us. Glory to God. And so, you know, we look at that last Sunday about things that are very, very relevant where partnership is concerned. Glory to God. And uh, so, it means that we have to be a devoted believer, all right, to kingdom generosity. And I remember Mabu says that seek ye for the kingdom of God and everything, all right, and his righteousness, everything shall be added unto it. Everything shall be added unto it. Now God wants us to partner with Him in prayer, you know, praying and interceding for the expansion of the kingdom of God. God wants us to partner with Him to go for Him, which we discussed. All right, you know, last Wednesday, in terms of soul winning, He has a heartbeat for the earth and the heartbeat of God as we are talking is that souls should be won. So he wants us to go for him. He wants us to participate in in an expansionary program of the kingdom of God. But you see, much more than that, he wants our resources, our treasures to be with him, to be in his work. He wants us to deliberately work, to have enterprise, to rule, to reign on the earth because we want to partner with him financially. Because we want to have enough in order to be able to give and to bless. Glory to God. Now, God is not going to trust us with a true riches, what is called true riches, if we are not going to be faithful with the level of riches we have right now. If we are not going to be faithful with another man's thing. All right? Now, he has called us to partner financially, to partner materially, to partner with our resources in order to expand the kingdom of God. Now, it's difficult for whoever gathers harvest in abundance not to be in charge of their affairs of life. It's difficult for you to be in charge of multiple or abundant material or abundant, you know, blessings in terms of finances, funding, in terms of resources, you know, and not be in charge of affairs of life. Now, we talked about faith dimensions, we talked about soul winning, we talked about, you know, um, dominion intelligence, but you see this partnership, alright, text is a text of your love. Now, let me tell you, no doubt, the major, the main expression of God's love is giving. Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. He didn't dance. For God so loved the world, he gave. He didn't shout. For God so loved the world, he gave. Now, he gave his only begotten son. He tested Abraham to also give his only begotten son. And then Abraham gave, and God swore. Glory to God. He swore, he said, well, in multiplying, I will multiply you. In blessing, I will bless you. Glory to God. In blessing, I will bless you. I love that. In blessing. Now, all throughout the scripture, you see people who gave. Now you must get this right. Now don't align your heart with the opinions of men. Don't subjugate yourself. Those who reigns on her I have never seen a stingy king. I mean if if you if you if you have any, it's difficult for any king to be stingy and be successful. Now, a stingy king will not actually be reigning for long. Are you getting what I'm saying? And now, you see all throughout the scripture that David was a partner to God. David did not just partner, you know, by just leading right, by just having wisdom, by just, he partnered by building temple, by making sure preparation for the temple was in place. David partnered with God by making sure everything that would be needed for the temple, he couldn't build it because God forbade him from building it, all right, because he had the blood in his hands, you know, because he fought many wars, and then, but he made the... The resources available and then he, he gave to the point that the elders of Israel were challenged and they also gave and by the time they gave and gave and gave and gave it wasn't up to 20% of all that David gave David said I would never give God what cost me nothing so it's most partnership is costly You're right. financial partnership is a sacrifice it's costly it's what you are devoted to doing You don't think of what to buy to eat. You don't think of what to wear first. You think of the kingdom of God first when you have your income coming in. You think of your king, you think of the kingdom of God first. That's what I do as a minister of God. All right? Now, a a minister of God is one thing to be a minister of God, it's one thing to be called to be a pastor. It's another thing to be a generous, a generous minister. It's another thing to be a liberal minister. I mean, a liberal soul, you know, is another thing for you to give. A giver is blessed. It's not a preacher of giving that is blessed. It's a giver that is blessed. It's a giver that is nourished. It's a giver that is actually a partner with God. All right, with financial, you know, um, sacrifice. All right, is 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 a is a generous heart. All right, that is a partner with God. And let me tell you something: the real partnership is in giving. I know everybody could pray, you know. It's not going to cost you much to pray. I know it may cost you a bit. You can be an intercessor. Waking up in the night and then praying in the morning and then do a cycle of kind of prayer or prayer chain or prayer whatever, you know. But then, you see, it's more costly, all right, to part with your player. It's more costly to part with things all right that make you enjoy life. It's more costly to part in order for the kingdom of God to run smoothly, in order for the gospel of Christ to be preached, in order for lives to be touched, it's more costly. That's why David says, I will not give God what cost me nothing. I will not give God what cost me nothing. Now, all throughout the scripture, Abel partner with God, Bible says he offered a more excellent sacrifice. He offered. All right. The widow of Zarephath. If you read 1st Kings chapter 17, if you see from verse 8, you know, God called Abraham and said, look, he called Elijah. He said, I have prepared a widow. And then Elijah moved by the spirit of God. And then the last meal of that woman, the last meal, Now, don't subject yourself, don't subject God's revelation to the opinions of men or popular polls or, you know, mere intellectual discourse. I mean, it's been going on all over the place right now that when there is economic recession, we don't need foundation, we don't need to sow. My friend, in the scripture, it was not so. We don't give. Widow gave. The funny thing is that they were giving their last. If you say it's an Old Testament thing, then I will take you to New Testament where a widow came and gave two mites. And Jesus was checking what they were giving and he said, this woman gave all that she had. And I thought Jesus will call the woman back and say, take your money because I could see you gave all that you had. Jesus didn't do that. He called the disciples aside. He said, do you know everybody gave out of what they have? But you see, this woman has given much because she gave all that she had. Glory to God. She gave all that she had. Now, I came to a conclusion. I actually see that the quality of what you give is not in the volume of what you give. It's in the volume of what is left behind. Glory to God. After you have given, it's actually a sacrifice. If after you have given, you have to believe God. You have to believe God. You know, as God told you to give all? Have God ever told you to give all before? And that's why it is this. You are devoted to it. You are committed to it. And now, I know in our own rational mind, it's difficult for us to actually give all because we have planned all. We have budgeted all. Glory to God. So, look at Abraham. So, are we saying Abraham was foolish? For taking the only son he actually endured and persevered and walked by faith. It took him like 25 years to get. So, are we saying he was foolish? And the Bible says, that's a father of faith. And then the scripture says, if we have the same faith of Abraham, then we are blessed with believing Abraham. Glory to God, so He has called us to partnership. All throughout the scriptures, you see all that there, all right, and then the widow of Sarivat gave. She gave. And then that led to abundance. That led to abundance. Let me tell you, in Acts chapter 6, I know you can argue with it, because there were foundations for widows. I know that there were foundations for widows. You see, later, 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 Paul started correcting all some of those challenges because some of the widows became so lazy. Some of the widows became busybodies. Some of the widows had to be re- rebooked. Some of them were told to remarry. Some of them were told to be taken care of by their family members. All right? Because they were feeding so fast on church resources. And some of them were doing nothing. But he said "Except the widows that gave themselves to prayer night and day. Especially the old ones. You see? Now, partner with God in prayer. Partner with God by participating in the gospel, you know, work by soul winning. Partner with God much more with your resources. Bible says that wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be. Don't lay up treasure on the earth where there is moss, where thieves can break into, and where there is no certainty, where there is no eternal reward. He said, look, there's nothing wrong with you saving on the earth, but he says, sowing is of an eternal reward. Sowing, being a partner with God and giving. Now you see all these things from old testament, you know, Moses, you know, being led by the Spirit, asked people to give, and people gave, asked people to give, and people gave in abundance, and he told them, you know, Exodus 34 and all that. You know, you you, you can read that on your own and you get details. And then they gave, they gave more than enough. Glory to God. And then he had to stop them all right, from continuing to give because the people saw themselves as partners with God in order to build the temple, all right? Now, you know, there are ladies, uh, Mary, you know, Susan, and um, Johanna, you know, according to the scripture, Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3, you'll see them there. The Bible says they minister to Christ, they minister to Jesus out of their substance, out of their substance. They didn't just pray for Jesus, they minister to him out of their substance. All right? They minister to him out of their substance. You know, I've spoken to you about King David. What about Solomon? Bible says, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3 to 5, it says, Solomon loved the Lord. He so much loved the Lord. He loved the Lord. Look at it. You know, he loved the Lord. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the status of his father. What is the status of his father? He obeyed the law. He feared the Lord. He gave to the Lord. We knew that David was a sacrificial giver. Verse 4. Look at verse 4. And Bible says, now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. He said, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand bond offerings on that altar. Are you getting what I'm saying? A thousand bond offerings on that altar. And now somebody should be thinking of giving a thousand, a million bond offerings. Somebody should be thinking a billion bond offering. Are you get what I'm saying? There are different kinds of bond offerings. Bond offering in dollars, bond offerings in pounds, bond offerings in naira. You see, you should be thinking so big and God will be committed to giving you a seed to sow. Glory to God. He is the one that gives seed to the sower. You see that? And then the next verse, Bible says at Gibeon, God had not allowed him to leave. Just at that Gibeon, when they are offering one thousand bulls, Maybe such as has never been done before. And God appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask, what shall I give you? Blank check. All right. Most of the time you have been asking God for what to do for you, but because you have not come into partnership with him, it's difficult for God to even ask you, what shall I do for you? Whereas, you know, God wants you to be in partnership with him so that most of the things you are believing God for can naturally be flowing in your life. Now, what I'm sharing with you is very important because I did not just sign up for his work. I did not just sign up to preach. I also signed up to give. Glory to God. You see, I live a life of generosity. I give, I give, all right, I give. Now, you must come into that kind of devotion, all right, to give. Now, there are times I know that throughout the whole month, you know, what I have cannot, you know, keep me, sustain me. So, what I do is I separate my tithe, separate seeds, separate whatever, and put everything all together, offerings, and give them once ahead of the whole month. So, have we now entered the mount with an unusual boldness that God is me and you. Glory to God. <laughs> and I've seen him showed up. Glory to God. I've seen him showed up. All right? And then, you know, did marvelous things. Did marvelous things. Glory to God. And so, of course, we know the result of the conversation that God had with Solomon. And Solomon had for wisdom. And then God gave him wisdom. And then he gave him wealth. And God told him that before you, and even after you, there will never be a king like you. It took Jesus to come and change that statement. It took Jesus. Bible says greater than Solomon is heir. And in him, he has made us greater than Solomon. But you see, we can't, you can't enter that dimension of dominion without being a generous soul. Without being a generous soul. And where the challenge is, people think of what to wear, where to say, where we think of shelter, think of what to drink, think of what to eat, think, 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 think. And then they forget to seek, to the, to see to the expansion of the kingdom of God. When Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything, and his righteousness, and everything else that others are seeking, the Gentiles are seeking, will be added unto you we be headed unto you. Glory to God. You know, we saw the Philippians too in Philippians chapter 4 from 11 to 19. Macedonian church. Macedonian church was even poor. Now, some people have got to, sometimes they have some questions in their, should poor people give? I just told you that poor widows, poor widows gave. Widow of Zarephath and then the widow that gave two mites in the New Testament. Glory to God. So, poor people can give. Macedonian church was poor. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 from verse 1 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 from verse 1 to 5. You see it there. It says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. That in a great trial of affliction. Now listen, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Deep poverty! So they are deep. Let me tell you. If you partner with God, it will take you. It will take you out of poverty. That's the truth. You are supposed to give your poverty away. Glory to God! <laughs> you give your poverty away. You can start by giving ten naira, twenty naira, hundred naira, fifteen naira consistently as your, as a devoted from a devoted heart. And before you know it, you start giving ten million naira. Before you know it, you start giving ten billion. Glory to God! Hallelujah! That's the way God does. Alright. It takes people from a dungeon and place them in the palace. That's what it does. Alright. Macedonian churches, they were in deep affliction, in deep poverty. And look at what Bible says. He says, for I bear witness that according to the ability, yes, and beyond the ability, they were freely given. You see that? Verse four. Verse four. It says, verse four. Verse 4. Glory to God. Imploring us with such, with much urgency that we will receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. You see that? You see that? So, Macedonian churches were churches that were so poor, yet they were given. They were given. They were given. You remember Joseph Arimathea and Nicodemus? If you check Mark 15, 43 and 46, Mark 15, 43 and 46, and Matthew 27, 57. In conjunction with Nicodemus, alright, you know, the two of them, they were Sahedrim members, meaning senators of their days. They were people of the Lord. They were Pharisees. They were influential. They had money. You know, they, they they came together and then they took the body of Jesus, gave Jesus a befitting barrier, all right, and then they, 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 Joseph Arimathea put Jesus in his own tomb, the tomb that was already, you know, um, carved out from a particular rock or so, all right, and then it was given a proper, you know, barrier. Um, You know, you see that. They were partners with Christ. Now, they've been following Christ as disciples. I mean, if you check all those scriptures that I quoted, they've been following Christ, all right? And now, they have not just been following Christ, they've been giving, they've been supporting, they've been partnering. So, it wasn't difficult even at the death of Jesus, they were there to actually put his body, all right, to a proper rest. There are services, you will have to offer for free. Now, I'm not just... If you have any time a believer give, there is a proper partnership giving. You give your tithes, you give your offerings, you give partnership seed. And it's all over the scripture, I can show you. That whenever there is a project, whenever there is a special meeting, wherever there is a need for God's kingdom to be expanded, you give, you give. You see that? You give. I mean, and it's supposed to be on a consistent basis. Every month, every week, every year. There's something you set aside as a devoted kingdom conscious believer, all right, to give. And that's very important. As the year is ending, you plan to give to close the year. So that you can start the new year on a better pedestal. And as the year is opening, you plan to give something substantial. Not that you enter into January and just think, oh, and then you say, okay, special, you know, first Sunday offering, and you just take it. No. As a devoted partner to God, who is loyal and so full of love, for God and His things, there are things you are separated, uh, to give. There shouldn't be anything. I mean, some people will have finished spending their money before they even remember to give tithe. My friend, that's immaturity in terms of the things of the Spirit. Some people have budgeted and budgeted and they, they budgeted out, you know, the tithing, the offerings. That's immaturity. Glory to God. Now, so you have to, you know, be devoted about it. Being devoted means you are loyal. You are faithful. You are disciplined. You are disciplined. Glory to God. Now, let me quickly just share a few thoughts with you as I begin to call. God gives seed to sowers. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 12. Now, let's read that from verse 12. God gives seed to sowers. Now, God never rob anybody. He's the one that supplies seed to you. Alright? He's the one that supplies seed to you. Now, take it to verse 11. Verse 11. Let's read from 11. He said, When you are en- enrich everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God? So what we give, you know, we yield thanksgiving unto God. Verse 12. He said, For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the same, but also is abandoned through many thanksgiving to God. Verse 13. He said, Why, through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. Glory to God. And then he said, and by their prayer. Now, go to verse, sorry, go to verse 9. Go to verse 9. What I wanted to share with you is, he says, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he's talking about somebody who has given and has gathered. He said, he has given to the poor his righteousness endures forever. Verse 10, good. Verse 10 says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower. You see that. May he who supplies seed to the sower. And bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your labor, of your righteousness. You see that? Now, it doesn't multiply the bread you eat. It multiplies the seed that you have sown. Keep it as verse 10. Verse 10. He who supplies, that's, it's talking about God, supplies seed to the sower. So it's not asking you to give what you don't have. You can actually determine to give what you don't have, but you are not going to give it until you have it. So it's the one that will give you what you determine to give that you don't have. So when you aim so high to partner with God with a big seed, with a more quality seed compared to, you know, what you have been giving before, God opens that tunnels. It makes you to have access to multiple streams of income that will be able to help you, all right, give you the seed so that you can give it. Glory to God. Now, the sowers always reap. Now, you must take note of this. The sowers, those who are partners with God, you know, with their finances and their materials, they always reap. Just just grow up. Just, you know, be liberated in your mindset. Don't be dazed by people giving a jet to God. Don't be just dazed and then glorify God by people giving cars to God, people giving houses. You have to decide that you are going to do the same. You have to decide that you are going to give your salary, you are going to give your, your income, you are going to give and give and give. See, let me tell you, your generosity is of eternal reward. What you eat ends here, but what you sow continues eternally. Glory to God. You see that? Psalm 126 verse 5 to 6. He said, He that bears seeds. He that, Psalm, Psalm 126 verse 5 to 6. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. Glory to God. He said, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Can you see that? Those who sow in tears, they shall reap in joy. So those, those sowers always reap. In John 12, 24 and 25. John 12, 24 and 25. It talks about the kind of width that if he falls down, he abides alone. If he doesn't fall down, if he falls down, it will die and multiply itself. So that's what happened. When you sow, all right, it dies and multiplies itself. You see that, and that is why the harvest is always much more than what you sow. The harvest is always much more than what you sow. Matthew 10:40, Matthew 10:42. Matthew 10:42 He said And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple assuredly I say to you he shall by no means lose his reward it's like by no means, loose. I think sometimes because you don't have a conviction from God's revelation that you have a reward attached to what you're giving, and that's why a lot of people are stingy. And may God deliver you from that spirit of stinginess, from that nature and thought of stinginess, in the mighty name of Jesus. Because when people are stingy, they've lost, they've mixed opportunities. Marital opportunities, lost opportunities, good jobs opportunities. You know, you are delivered from that spirit. In the name of Jesus, Proverbs 11, 24, 25, Proverbs 11, 24, 25, Proverbs 11, 24, 25, he said there is one who scatters yet increase more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. So those who withhold, those who hold on to what they have, which has even been given by God, all right, they are not planting to secure the future, all right, Bible says they tend to poverty, but there is he who scatters. There is a given level in unit. There is a, a level where you scatter. Bible says those who scatter, they gather much. Huge harvest for those who scatter. All right? Now, you see all that throughout the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 6 to 8. He says you give bountifully, you give cheerfully, you don't give sparingly. He said, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. In verse 8, God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always have all sufficiency of all things and have abundance for every good work. So that means it's a sure thing that you always have in abundance. Now, you always have in abundance. Paul told the Philippians, he said, "Is for credit to be in your account. It's for the accreditation of God's blessing into your account. It's not just about what you are giving. It's for accreditation of God's blessings into your account. All right? Give and it shall be given to you, good mayor. Press down, shaken together. Shall men give to your bosom. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. The gift always opened doors for greatness and dominion. And, and that's 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 actually the bulk of the summary of all this. A generous soul always controls things. A generous soul always in charge of things. The reason why politicians are controlling things, you may hate them, you may think you are righteous, more righteous than them, you may think you are even more intelligent than them. You cannot take over from them you cannot win an election if you are not a giver period that is the truth there is nowhere money is not spent to win a democratic election that is the truth you must be willing to give proverb 18:16 proverb 18:16 proverb 18:16 a man's gift make room for him and brings him before great men now, there's a version that says, a man's gift open the doors for him. Doors of dominion. Doors of greatness. And bring him before great men. Now, your generosity must be sacrificial. Hebrew 13, 16. Hebrew 13, 16. Your generosity must be sacrificial. Giving a gift can open doors. Hebrew 13, 16. But do not forget to do good and to share for which... For with such sacrifice, you see how God referred to it, God is well placed. God is well placed. So decide to give. Decide to partner with him, financially, with your income, and that's very important. And I'm, you'll, you'll be hearing testimonies of some of the people who have been partners in time past, and how God has surprised them within, within a year. Of probably getting into a new city, they are established and then things are running. Alright? Because God has gone ahead of them. In Matthew 6, 1 to 4, it told us to give codedly. You don't give for special recognition. In Luke 21, 1 to 4. In Luke 21, 1 to 4, it talks about that widow's might. The poor must give. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17 to 19, the rich must give. In fact, it says they should not trust their riches. Why you don't trust, what of the proof that you don't trust your riches is because you you give it. You give it. You give it. You give it. As I close, our generous and partnership gift does not just put us in dominion on the earth, but is of eternal value with everlasting rewards. You know what God says? If you cannot be trusted with, with the things of others or with little things. He said, who oh, will give you the true riches? So the true riches there is that you are in charge of things. He just puts you in charge of things. All right? So today I'd like you to decide to partner with God. Partner with God. Give to God. Give to your man of God. Give to the cause of the gospel, give to special meetings, give, don't let it, it's not something that should be raised in church. It's not something that should be raised in a garden. Be a partner. Alright? Take it upon yourself, that this is what you're going to do, and you're going to do it. Alright? Try God with it. That's what it says in Malachi. Try God with it. Stop struggling with stinginess, with money. The best way to master money is to give it away. The best way to master property or materials is to give it away, to be in charge of it. And when you can control properties, materials, all that, then your trust is fully in God. You remember that rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what else shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him, obey your mother, Obey. gave him all the laws. He said, all these things I've been doing from while I was young. And Jesus said, "Well, go and sell all that you have, and then come and follow me." And Bible says he went away sorrowfully because he had great possession. You see that he had great possession, so he couldn't follow Christ because he couldn't part with what he had. You see that, whereas those who followed him and left all, they got what was much more than wealth. Glory to God. So I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of the Lord. Decide tonight and partner with God. Can we begin to pray in the Holy Spirit? Just pray in the Holy Ghost that Lord... We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's Word and impartation of God's Spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awukisayo. Brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 80 three five eight five eight zero four seven or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus name. Amen.